Welcome to episode number 14 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Maybe a little bit long-winded today. I'm just going to pull that disclaimer out there. I just came off of a flight from Panama, so I am tired. I've been traveling for 12-plus hours. So today I have Daya with me. Um, I wanted to bring her on because she is a driving force in the fashion industry. She's a designer, a seamstress, an instructor. So I wanted to bring her in today and talk a little bit about like her journey, her goals, and her vision in fashion, and what she feels like some of the things that are missing fashion and we're gonna jump right in well first let's just do a little icebreaker so I always like to do this thing where it's just like this or that and you have to like pick one together okay so um, pants or shorts pants skirts or dresses dresses Uh, v-necks or crew necks crew necks side boob or under boob hmm hmm Side boob. Side boob. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just to make sure I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump right in. Um, I want to start off by like discussing like a little bit about your background, how you got started in fashion. Like, are you self-taught? Um, were you school style? Um, did a grandmother teach you like a lot of us out there? So I just want to go over like a little bit of your background. Okay. Well, <clears throat> actually a little bit of both with the self-taught and somebody else teaching me. I actually saw my mom. Um, like him and my brother's pants I think at the age of like 11 or 10 and then after I kind of was like oh that looks easy enough for me to do like the whole in and out method um and then I actually kind of started to do things like make my dolls clothes out of like stockings and like scraps of things and like um things of that nature and then from there I kind of just decided like okay I think I want to take this a little more serious you know Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of mostly the start of the interest into fashion I guess you could say um and then I had a subscription to L Girl magazine Mm -hmm. I don't know if you (laughs) remember that one I'm telling my age Mm -hmm. but uh yeah I had a subscription a subscription to them Mm -hmm. and then I kind of made it a point to just start to mock what I saw on TV so I'm like oh I'm gonna make my own mood board I'm gonna create a portfolio using like a photo album where you literally peel open the plastic and like stick the pictures oh, there oh wow yeah. Oh, yeah I ain't seen one of those in a long time that's real old school <laughs> that's super old school okay oh, my age but no so that's kind of where it started um mm-hmm. and then I mean unfortunately I kind of hit a wall when I was I think about like 12, 13, I kind of came to my mom and I was like, we need to have a serious talk. And she was like, about what? I'm like, I want to pursue fashion in school. And she was like, you're not doing that. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> How did she get that. over it? I mean, honestly, I, I think now she's over it, but mm-hmm. I ended up taking her word for it. So I went to school and I actually pursued a degree in um, English. Oh, but okay. while I was in school, I was still doing things. I was still creating clothing. I was still having these ideas, constantly thinking about fashion. It was just something I couldn't stop thinking about, like, 24-7. That's what was on my mind. Gotcha. So I had friends coming to me like, oh, you want to make my outfit for blah, blah, blah? And I would be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, you know, or, like, um, some of my guy friends in school would be like, yo, I ripped my pants or I need to hem them mm-hmm. for this meeting we got. And I'm like, I got you. People so People stay just coming like, to you for yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. And I don't know why. Like, I never was like one of those people like don't ask me to tailor nothing for you like when you break something it's probably because it doesn't fit and you and want it, me to make it fit and you want me to make it fit like I cannot stand that that annoys the heck out of mm-hmm. me and it happens so often oh yeah because people think you got magic fingers you could just make anything you can just work. do anything yeah. and they really think that you can like actually fit them into something mm-hmm. that it just don't even work mm-hmm. I'm like no y'all more fabric is usually what you want when you got right. less fabric you ask or, me to make miracle happen I've had people have me make panels in there like oh can you create like a panel 
for me? And I'm like, y'all doing a lot right now. That's too much for me. No. But yeah, that was that was kind of how I started it out. Mm-hmm. And then the more I kind of went along with it, I was like, all right, you know, at this point, maybe it's too late. I'm already in school, going through undergrad, um, graduated. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I mean, I went into the public relations field. Mm-hmm. So I did that for about two and a half, three years. Um, I was miserable. It was oh. a desk job. And I would think that public yes. relations was a lot more interesting and it would give you like certain skills that you need to like make your brand even like more popping, but you didn't like it at all. No, I mean, so positives and negatives for sure, what you said. It was mm-hmm. definitely that. I mean, I picked up on that. I always, always had like the gift of gab, mm-hmm. but I think that public relations helped me to tailor it a little bit more and make things marketable, know how to sell things, know how to talk to people, um, move in different rooms. So I was definitely grateful for that opportunity. But I think the company culture, like both places I ended up working was very toxic. And that's kind of what made me be like, yo, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, I could never work in a toxic environment. I quit a job in a minute. I am am queen. I am queen quit a job. Queen quit the job. I am queen quit the job because I find something else real quick. Mm -hmm. In the same field, you know. I've been in New York, girl, what, five years? Mm. I probably worked for like 10 companies. Wow. Or more than that. Because I'm just like... Oh yeah, nah, I'm not doing this. I we not about I to play these games. She said ten, 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 ten plus, girl. Yes. Since I've been here, yeah, I've worked for a <laughs> lot of companies because I'm not gonna mess around. Like yeah. I don't, I, if I gotta be here thirty, not thirty. 40 plus hours yeah. a week. It has to be something that I like, something that I'm going to enjoy. And a lot okay. of times it's the people who can like really mess it up. You might mm-hmm. actually really enjoy what you're doing. And then the people around you, and I'm like, you know what? I can't be in this type Definitely. of environment. I can't be around this type of energy like on a mm-hmm. daily basis at all. Right, right. So what like um, inspires you? Like how do you like incorporate like um, your inspiration? Like how do you bring like your inspiration mm-hmm. to life like through your designs? I mean, I think a little bit of everything inspires me. I think, like, the art world, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it kind of just comes, honestly, naturally in my mind. I just see things that I want to create. I might look at the certain shape of something. A lot of architecture inspires me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more than anything, definitely architecture. Me just looking at shapes and patterns and textures and, like, just even looking outside at certain buildings and, like, the structures of things. Uh, and then just pushing a narrative, I like to almost take unconventional things and sort of tailor them to the body in a way that you wouldn't expect or maybe kind of take this stripe and do this with it instead of that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just try to go away from the expected. I just, it's, it's boring to me. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's always good to have you a few classic pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like to push the envelope. Um, my brother's a painter, so that's another, you know what I mean, avenue, that kind of thing. So it's just constant art. I'm always around, so I'm always inspired, for sure. So what's your favorite, like, your favorite genre of art? Like, what's your favorite time period? I think now. I mean, it sounds cliche, but I like now because I feel like I can actually experience it and live in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I kind of feel like... That's Lex. Is that Lex? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like now is better because you know how we always have this hype about how we like love the 90s and we love the 80s. Absolutely. It's like we grew up in it. We didn't necessarily get to experience it in our adulthood. You know what I'm saying? Right. So getting to be a part of this movement and going and seeing these like local up and coming artists at all these exhibits and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is what I like. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm connecting with them. A lot of times they're there. I'm able to talk to them. Um, I can touch them like it's it's like in the present and here and now and right. I think that that's something that a lot of us don't do is live more in the here and now you know that's dope and um it's like if you would have went to like design I don't know if they do in everywhere but like where I went to design school they made us take art history one and we oh, had to take wow. art history two so they made it go from we had to start in like the 1800s and mm. they came all the way up to current manual oh. they skipped over black art I'm just gonna throw that out there what? they definitely did okay Am I even surprised? Yeah, they skipped. It was like, and we, they had us. And when I tell you, I failed the first time, girl. Like, I wasn't even paying attention in that study hall because I'm like, this shit is boring. Like, it was like 
so damn boring. I'm like, I can't pay. It's like watching paint and, dry. And the class was four hours long in the lecture hall, and it was like super Ooh. dark in there. I used to be knocked out, yeah. like no lie. Yeah. I used to be asleep. Like That's a perfect atmosphere. When I ended up having to take it over, the teacher she was a little bit more interested, so okay. she had us doing like, like um, actually getting involved. Like so, whatever it was, we had to create it. So we was studying yeah. like the Japanese art. We would have to do like these Japanese summer ink paintings, and she mm-hmm. made us do them like on rice paper. Oh, and then dope. we did a um, like a series like on like uh, egg tapora paintings, and like mm-hmm. we, like created like paint like from egg and stuff like that so that wow. stuff kept it interesting but those time periods that we were talking about if it wasn't dry. that or like our nouveau i was just like i don't care about yeah. none of this and it's dry yeah but it they also made us always go to the museum like we had to, it's our institute yeah. in chicago and we had to go i think i was in our institute every week <laughs> you every week looking at the <laughs> same paintings and i'm like i'm so tired looking at this uh-huh. it's like the art teachers the design teachers, they was like, go to the art institute, go to the art institute. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm so tired of going to the art institute. I don't want to go to the art institute no more. And I love art, but Same. they it wasn't they wasn't changing it enough for me to have oh, to go yeah. that often. And yeah. coincidentally, it was like right across the street from the school. It was really close to the school too. <laughs> It wasn't and no trip for you. He was just like, listen. I was like, I'm t- I, I can go. To, can we go to the field museum? Right. Like, can we do something else? Trip. <laughs> for sure. Um, I do like um, black art. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've started, and I love it, like, from, like, the Harlem 19, mm-hmm. like, the Harlem Renaissance, like, all that, like, mm-hmm. uh, art. I think Claude McKay was doing was in that time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, the type of art okay. and stuff like that. I think that, like, that we really need to, like, push into the culture, I guess. Like, yeah. I feel like we don't know enough about our history. Like, people do... Like, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say they do. The current here and now, I think a lot more people are starting to like go to exhibits right. and starting to look and like really starting to absorb it and stuff. But I just feel like y'all need to kind of go back just a little yeah. bit to the little black arts movement. To the basics. Yeah, go back to the basics uh-huh. and like really, really learn and start like, inco- not, not saying you have to incorporate that, but if you look back at it, mm-hmm. you but see all that stuff, that architecture, yeah. those shapes, like those colors and stuff like that. And I love it because I love your work. And I, and I can oh, see you. how that comes through in <laughs> really? your designs. Oh, yeah, like, so yeah, the shapes and the colors like that. Like, I can see it all, like, in your designs. Because, you know, I was just like, you know, stalking your page. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, I got it. Like, I get it. Like, I see it all. Thank you. For sure. So I wanted to talk about the program that you started yes. for. Come on now. Oh, yes. Come on I for the so youth, for the culture, <laughs> for the culture. So the how, did you, how did you come into teaching? Like, how did this uh, program start itself? Well, I have this belief that, like, you really can't say that a craft is yours until you're able to teach it to somebody. And then mm-hmm. I know you're probably familiar with the term where it's like, if you can explain something to, like, a five-year-old, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Then you really get the concept. You understand it. Like, anybody can talk in these big, huge one dollar one dollar fifty cent words you know what i mean but it's like when you can break it down break it down to a science where somebody completely out of your like scope of understanding gets it then i feel like that's when it's like all right i could claim this as mine you know it's my craft yeah it's my craft oh you know? i and like, like that <laughs> i'm teaching the seven year old right now just, go ahead I'm like, you know? oh, and she got it <laughs> and that's how i feel and then i think for me too um i grew up in east orange new jersey um mm-hmm. and at and at the time where I grew up out there. I mean, the area wasn't the greatest. There was a lot of gang violence going on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of friends getting caught up in things, that sort of thing. Um, definitely buried a couple friends, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think for me, growing up in that culture, it was very important to provide another option for students and children that age group. Because I remember, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, well, 9 to 14 is so young. And I'm like, is it young, though? Because right. if you really think back to the memories you have, from that age period. You I remember I mean? all of that. You remember quite yeah. a bit. And that's what I learned how to sew at that age. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. And so for me, it was like, my mom really didn't have it like that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was like our financial forecast wasn't everything. She was a single mom raising two kids in East Orange. You know what I'm saying? Basically right. in the hood at the time. And I think, she, I just admire 
her ability to kind of do the research and do find these programs that were free, send mm-hmm. us to these camps every summer to get us out the house. And you know what I'm saying? Because her favorite thing was like, idle time is the devil's time. Facts. So it was like, you're not going to be sitting up in the house not doing nothing. Like, you're going to be active. And she kind of saw him from a young age that we had gifts. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was like, it's going to be her best bet to kind of like, just allow us to kind of cultivate those gifts. So it mostly comes from that. And um, I was just like, I already know how this goes. It's like a lot of time these kids get these programs and then in a blink of an eye, like the government takes away the funding. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. And then you, yeah, you got the teachers trying to figure it out, scary to help them out, um, vice versa. So that was most important for me in that age group specifically, like I said, because I just remembered like so much that from happened. From that time. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that's such a pivotal, like, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where that started. And I just kind of took it from there and went. Yeah. Has it taken, did it take you like a really long time to like get the program like up and running? Like, has it been like a... A trial, and well, I'm pretty sure it's been hard, but. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> anytime you're dealing with, like, you know, uh, adults and, like, their children, that sort of thing, you're always mm-hmm. going to, like, meet a couple walls. But I'm always extremely um, flexible because I understand, you know what I mean? Again, I had that same mom. So it's like, um, I, it, it honestly, it took off faster than I could even imagine. Mm-hmm. And this was something I had been planning without realizing I was planning it because I wrote it down. I write down my goals, right? right? So I wrote this down, but I, I didn't project teaching until I want to say 40s or 50s, seriously. I was like, really? I want to know a lot. I want to be very wise and like weathered or seasoned, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I really was like, no, I don't, I don't want to teach yet because I felt like I don't have enough to teach, you know what I'm saying? I get that. So it was like that, and, and then it just, the opportunity, it just kept calling to me, and then I just was like, hmm. And then initially the idea started out with me, because I went to Hampton University, I graduated from Hampton. Nice. Uh, Go thank ahead, you. girl, <laughs> So, um, the real HU, by the way, yeah. Um, you know, you got some Howard people in there, they're gonna be they like, be all uh, right. they gonna be excuse right. you. <laughs> we still love y'all, they like, you know, the little cousins. Yeah, like arch rivals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so um, I graduated with quite a few people who went into like all these different amazing fields. And I'm like, man, if I could just uh, create this program where I could connect the children to mentors that are doing exactly what they want to do, that look exactly so like them, mm-hmm. then I could figure out how to do this. So I reached out to all my um a lot of like my uh, alumni from Hampton, right. and I was just kind of like, hey, would you be looking to sponsor you know, a child to learn how to sew? And the reason I started off with saying sponsor was because I would have to rent space. I don't have like an office or studio space at the moment. Right. So I was like, I have to literally pay for that, and that's all you're paying for. Because at, at, I just honestly didn't want any type of um, monetary value from it, because that's not why I was doing it, you know right. what I mean? Like I really just wanted to give back, honestly. And so um, they all agreed, and I got a bunch of people to sign up and do it. That's what's um, Yeah, and then after, like, a couple, you know, sessions, I realized, okay, maybe I could find somewhere free to do this so that it's free for everybody. Right. That way it's just really just the engaging. It's just the pure interest that everybody wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out, oh, I could book free sessions at this library over here, and I could do this over here. So that's what I started doing. Okay. Um, and now I just do appointment-based with the parents. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. I um, actually have like a one student. She came to me and she, uh, I think she did uh, admissions for like fashion high school or something like that. It's in fashion York. industry. High fashion school. industry. Yeah. High they school. have That's to right. have a uh, like yeah. a whole portfolio yo, and other stuff to answer. And I'm like, like, you gotta have a portfolio, <laughs> portfolio coming out of eighth grade. Like, like yo, they're not playing with them. They're not playing that. with them, and mm-hmm. I just think that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you expect from kids to have that? Mm-hmm. Like. I couldn't draw in eighth grade. Like, I didn't learn how not. to draw. Stick figures, yeah. Right, like, you learn how to draw? T- oh, I couldn't draw. But she came either. to me and her mom's like, yeah, she has to do admissions. She has to do that. And I'm like, wow. And the week before that, I had actually met um, a really dope guy at Essence Street Style Festival, mm-hmm. which I just started kind of like chatting. This past one? Yes. Oh, I was there. Were you there? Yes, we I was. Right into each other. Yeah, That's I'm crazy. like, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like... 
he came up to me and we just started chatting and he's like, so what do you do? And I kind of told him a little bit about what I did and he was like, well, can I record one of the sessions? Like, you know, I want to put it on like my TV channel, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, let me just okay with the parent first, you know what I mean? But that right. would be dope. And I spoke to her and she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, why don't she could use this for her admissions process? Because I'm pretty sure they would like that. Right, like a little see. video. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So apart so from the like, rest we, of them. We're going to get this up. application together. Like, you, we gonna, you're going to get in there, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually worked with her, and then that was one of my like my most recent ones. And I took a pause from beat from it because something that spoke to me to kind of say, slow down on that um, until you figure out exactly the direction you wanted to go, and kind of can stop and create that five to ten year plan for it. And what gotcha. I'm thinking is that I kind of wanted to become a nonprofit organization. So that's the and you know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted, and that's what I was wanting to do. Uh, so when I met you, I was just like, that is exactly yeah. what I've been trying to do yeah. because I started out with like you know I tried, I put it in the group text at mm-hmm. first, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I want us to mentor like little girls yes. and help them sew and yeah. stuff like that. But it's so hard to get like people together, especially when it's like so many different entrepreneurs. They got mm-hmm. their own rip, their own goals, yes. they got their own schedule. And they just got so much to do on their Be own, busy. and it's really hard <laughs> to get them in there because right now I only have two girls. Like mm-hmm. I have someone that's uh, right in high school, and I have someone that's. Okay. And just even scheduling time just to like work with them yes. is like difficult for yes. me. But I wanted to be like a non for profit yeah. and um, like you know like the, the black girls like little designer clothes. I so I have it. like high hopes for this. I do too. We could work together. We can. We will. Because <laughs> yes. I really, really want this to happen. Like I yes. really want to be like like that giving back mm-hmm. too. And I want. Uh, I was doing some research like on the non for profit mm-hmm. stuff, but then stay. I'm like, well, you trying to do the podcast? Trying to. That's how I trying to do this. It's like it's just so like, much ooh, yes. that I want to do, and that's so much I want to give mm-hmm. to the world. But it's just like just you know, take it one day yeah. at a time, you know, you and yeah. collaborate and partner with people so that way you know you're not having to do everything by yeah. yourself and try to like figure that. out. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that too. Like I'm just like, well, I'm gonna do it then. If nobody else wanna Yo, do it, I'm, listen, I'm gonna take it on. You I know? get up and get it done. I, it's like something I always struggle with was honestly asking for help. Like, mm-hmm. and I can admit that in the place I'm in now, but right. like. I'm just always a go-getter. I don't I don't even think to ask. I just get up and figure it out. I'm resourceful. Same. I get things done. You know what I'm Same. saying? Like I'm gonna get it done regardless. Okay. I think I put a meme up there like that, not the, on my page. Like, I'm gonna get it done regardless. A whole bunch of hundreds in the comments like Exactly. Yeah, girl, right. Right. <laughs> get it. Um, what is your favorite thing about like working with the youth? Uh, the youth to me is just like their minds are amazing. I think the limitlessness of their minds, because I feel like once you get to adulthood, you've kind of already been put into so many boxes and been scored against so many rubrics that it sort of starts to water you down, like that natural flavor that you have when you first start everything, like when you first start your passion, the hunger that's there, like everything. Like when I tell you these children, they're trying to make it any which way. It's like they get to me and I'm like talking to them and I'm like, so what do you want to do with this? And they're just like chatting me up, chatting me up. And I look at the time, and I'm like, oh, we've been here two hours. And they're just like, well, anyway, so blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like they can talk. They're so they hungry. Can, yo, listen, and I love it. And it mm-hmm. just reminds you of that light that's there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I love it. And I don't want anybody to dim it or dull it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like that and the fact that children will always teach you. Like, Thanks. you think that all you're doing is teaching them? No, they're teaching you right back. And that's kind of something I always appreciate about them. They offer new perspectives. Mm-hmm. And even, it, it seems so simple what they say, mm-hmm. but they don't understand the complexity. And then it's like, they're, you're trying to come up with an idea to do something. They're like, well, why don't you just do this? Because it's just so, like, whatever to them, you right. know? Right, true. Like, that nonchalantness, I love it. I'm just like, man, like, I, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, taught at the, have you heard of the Black Girls Soul Green Fashion Camp? No, what is that? Okay, it's actually around here. It's in bed okay. So they do it. It's a, like, young lady who does it. Um, What is her name? I forgot. Mm. 
I can't think of her name right now, but mm-hmm. they have an Instagram page. It's called the Black Girl Soul Green Camp. So okay. it's done all through the summer. Mm-hmm. It's done like on a winter recess. It's mm-hmm. done like every time the kids have a break, she has yes. this program or whatever. Okay. And when I first saw it, I'm like, oh my God, I would love to teach. I would love mm-hmm. to teach or whatever, just like volunteer. Mm-hmm. So I finally got a chance to teach this summer. <laughs> and I taught all day. Like mm-hmm. I taught, I got there at 10, girl, and I didn't leave till six. So mm-hmm. I, t- I was there all day. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching. Um, girl pattern making Mm -hmm. and those girls were from six to 11. Wow. So difficult. Yes. Pattern making is not an easy <laughs> It was so difficult, but like I was really trying to get them to understand how like the body works and they yeah. were really like, they were surrounded me because I had like uh, slopers on the table. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, what's this? And like, mm-hmm. oh, that, that's the neck. I'm like, well, what's this then? Yeah. And then they like, they and once they started to really look at it, they're like, okay, that's the shoulder. Yeah. That's the arm. Like, and that's why I really mm-hmm. wanted them to understand. Like, so <laughs> I would ask them questions opposed to giving them the answer because I kept asking I like them. I, I catered it to each one of the girls. So I spent mm-hmm. little time with each one of them and it was like 10 of them girls a lot. Yeah. Yes. It was they wore me out, girl. <laughs> yes, but they all wanted to. They all wanted to make halter tops, and they all it was either halter top or they wanted to make crop tops. Crop tops. And then I'm like, is your mother's gonna let you guys wear these? That's things always my question. Before we start making this mm-hmm. stuff, and they was just so. I mean, it was just so small, and I'm like trying to figure this out. I'm like, okay, so but everybody wants to do the same thing. So I'm like, okay, well, where's your chest? Like, mm-hmm. if you was looking at this, where 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 would this land? At? And it was it was a really great experience. Like I had never been on a high like that with just them all yes. being around me, and they was all. It was funny. They was all natural, too. Yeah. So all of them had, like, little froze. Yeah, that's so beautiful. (laughs) It was so cute. I was just like, and all the little girls, like, I couldn't. It was hard for me to tell somebody apart because they all looked the same. Like, all the little girls, I'm like, wasn't I just helping you? Like, what do you need help with again? And then because the lady who did the program, it's something that she started because she has four four kids. And she has four girls. It's something that she started. And Mm. she self-taught. So when they were, like, on their sewing machines and they were sewing and stuff, I was almost about to have a panic attack, girl, because I'm like, no, 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 it wasn't even that. Oh. Just because because it's the way she had taught them, I was just like, she's like, girl, you know I'm self-taught, so I might not know, like, the proper way oh, of doing things. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, I don't think it's a proper way. It's just some things I'm just like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, they had the pins, like, going, like, this way instead through of that way. instead of that way. And I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. don't do that. Don't pin that way. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, the sewing machine can go over the pins. I'm like, yeah, it yeah, can go over the pins. You just have to go, you have to put them sideways. Mm-hmm. And they all was just like, oh, we thought we like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they was just so excited. I, and then they wanted to, and then after they made the crop tops, they was like, wanted to make matches skirts. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, I can't be here for two days Because <laughs> it was like, just going, it was going into the night time mm-hmm. and their parents come get them between like mm-hmm. 6 30 and 7. I'm like, this, but yeah. it was an amazing experience. Yes. I never had it around. They was like, Miss Miss Lees, Miss Lees, yes. I was just like yes. Miss 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 all day long. I'm Ms. telling you, I loved every it's minute unmatched. of it. It's an unmatched high. It is, and mm-hmm. I never even knew. Like I always, I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be mm-hmm. a teacher when I was like six. Oh. Like I always wanted to be a teacher, <laughs> and I've had, and I was gonna ask you that too. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever been, I guess, in a position where you just felt like the teachers that you were with just did not give a fuck. Yeah. Like, All like did, and, I, and I felt that a lot in design mm-hmm. school. And I'm just like, oh. these teachers don't give a... And I was the only black girl in a lot of my classes, too. Yeah. So I was just like, they don't give a damn about me. or mm-hmm. And I would ask questions, and they wouldn't even want to answer them. They're like, wow. well, you can open up your book. And I'm like, you know how much tuition costs? If I ask you a question, you, you, you should answer my question. Yeah, and design is so hands-on. Mm-hmm. Why would you tell me to open up my book to do something when you could just give me the answer or right. just help me you don't even right. have to give me the answer but you can walk me around it and mm-hmm. and i can find the answer help myself it, yeah. and that's one thing i feel like with teachers like some of them come to new york mm-hmm. they don't make it mm-hmm. and they go back and they start teaching and stuff like that but they never had a passion for it in the first place yeah and you have to have a passion for it right. i feel like if you 
don't if this was your backup plan, mm-hmm. it's never gonna be something like Mm-mm. that you love. Like it has to be like your first plan. Yeah. Cause I didn't have a couple teachers because I wanted to knock their ass clean across no, the room. And I was just like mm-hmm. and I was grown. So mm-hmm. I was just like, girl, who you I'm talking to. <laughs> like, I'm grown, grown. I'm grown, grown. I'm grown, grown. And I'm paying for tuition. Okay. So, uh, you don't. It's like this. Don't play with me. <laughs> uh, how can others, like, like volunteering, like, you know, if you, they wanted to, like, come together, like, with you and, like, figure this out, how would they go about doing that? So, I mean, I'm in the midst, like I said, of kind of getting things together paperwork-wise with the program. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I'm... Like as it's just like when you're a creative and you're an entrepreneur, like the ideas just keep coming and they don't yeah, stop. Absolutely. And it's just like sometimes you gotta catch it and tailor it. And I think one of the ideas I've been having that's been coming to me is to kinda have a mentor come in during the sessions of mm-hmm. somebody that's kind of like a little more established or maybe just not even just established, but just like a woman in the industry who's doing her own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. even having you come in and speak to them about entrepreneurship, speak to them about manufacturing and this kind of third and your right. podcast, everything. Just so they can know it's not just linear. It's not just you at a machine with fabric, just sewing. Like you could do so many other things with these talents and these gifts. Thanks. So I'm thinking about kind of having it where on certain sessions they kind of come in and I'll have maybe three girls instead of just one girl because I'm doing one-on-one sessions right now. Gotcha. And then okay. at the three, it's like, all right, at the halfway mark, we take a pause and this person will come in and speak to you for a little bit. Okay. And then they're going to come in and talk to you and, like, kind of just, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, make it a little more interactive because I want it to become a community-based program. You know what I'm right. saying? And Absolutely. the greater vision I think I'm having for it, I mean, because I'm originally from East Orange, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I'm out here doing it here, which, I mean, I, I'm it, loving you, it. Do you do it a lot in Harlem or you do it I'm in, in Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. And I'm loving it, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I got to go back home. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? I need to give back That's where it home. started. Yep. And that's where the passion started. That's where everything is. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm trying to find my way back to doing that. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, let me perfect this and tell her this over here so that when I go back home, I'm not giving y'all bullshit. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, facts. So that's kind of where I'm at with it now. You would love to like, do that in Chicago. You know, I would love that. to do that That's like home. you giving yeah. that back. That's huge. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to go out there and not just... I'm, I'm a business mind that doesn't want to be hands-on 25-8 with my business. I want to go right. out there set up the tracks, lay the roots, whatever, and then I can hand this off mm-hmm. and it's still working for me when I leave out the room and it's happening, you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like going city to city with this, like all inner city youth, right. like creating a program or maybe just a curriculum or lesson plan that can be patented and we just shopping this around and we like getting the that. funding for this. You're gonna take this, you're gonna do that, you know what I mean? Like whatever the case may be and you have this program here for these students, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. taken care of. Like that's kind of how I wanted to be. Just inner city youth kids. Like I just, that's I have, my heart is huge for that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where I'm from. So it's like, yeah. That is so dope. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, what, like, what's your ethnicity? Like, what's your mm-hmm. background? And how does that like play a part in your design and your inspiration? And why do you feel like it's so important to like tap into like mm-hmm. like your roots and your ethnicity, like in your culture? Yeah. Um, and let it be like you know, like honestly, come like your main source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Well, I am African and American. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my dad is Sudanese. Um, he's from Sudan. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of family, um, you know what I mean, that's African on that side. And then my mom is American. I know a little bit more about her background. I mean, it's it's like Native American Irish, you know what I mean? Like, gotcha. you know, the Irish dude raped the Native American woman. Of so course. goes the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why her last name is McDonald. <laughs> but so um, McDonald's. all of them mixes up in there, you know what I'm saying? Um, but so I think I draw inspiration just from all over the diaspora, honestly. And it's just like one of those things where I'm inspired by just people of color everywhere because we're all connected. It's like, right. I mean, the source obviously is us because we were at the start. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you just see us 
sort of watering, watering all these roots everywhere else. So a little bit of our story is everywhere, like spread around the globe. Right. So I just look at that. And, and when you see the common thread, you're like, wow. Like you can look at this culture and see how we influence. You look at that culture and see how we influence. And it's just astonishing to see how people think like, oh, you're not going to see black people in Germany. You're not going to see black people here. Like we are everywhere. Everywhere. Exactly. So I'm just like. Can't stop, won't stop. And my thing <laughs> is I get so intrigued. Like, okay, this is the nerdy side of me. I like doing research, right? Like mm. I thoroughly enjoy research. That was probably my favorite part of my PR. Mm. <laughs> it's like, so I go into it and I'm like, okay, well, uh, they wear the Dutch um, African prints, the Ankara designs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, why is it called Dutch prints? When did that right. start? And then there's like a history of that coming there where that wasn't their initial garb that they were wearing. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. they were wearing the, the dyed um, like kilts. Yeah, yeah, like linens and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like all of a sudden you see this new wave in Africa where everybody wants to wear a car and you're like, but it says Dutch print on it and I gotta iron this sticky thing off the fabric before I use it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's telling you that this is through trade. Right. So it's like, okay, and now I get into things like that and I'm like, well, what are the origins? And I start doing things like Googling what did the original people in such and such wear traditionally like you know what i mean like I so i when i tell you my inspiration is from everywhere it's like i like that you dig that deep though i try like, really like hard. really really yeah. like dig like really like deep into it and stuff mm -hmm. and i feel like that was like so i think that's something that might be yeah. a little bit harder for yeah. some designers because yeah. i rarely hear that like you know yeah. when they pull the inspiration stuff mm -hmm. like that they really go like really really deep into research um that's something that's taught in school too i had a concept class yeah. and i hated it really? because it really pushed it I hated it at first because mm -hmm. it would push me to like really, really think and really yeah. have to research and go real into depth with stuff. And I'm just like, wait, I just make something that's pretty. Yeah, right? it's like, like why but it pushed that? me to be a better designer, you know, like mm -hmm. to really, really go deeper into the culture because mm -hmm. we had to do one. We had to even do a project based on emotion. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, what you want me to make? That sounds intense. Yeah, and I was just like, well, what do you want me to make? And then she's like, well. The whole project is emotion. emotion. I was just like, so whatever you feeling, huh? I'm like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> I don't feel anything. What's going on? I was kind of like, I wasn't, I wasn't in a great place in my okay, life. Okay, well, like, go. <laughs> so I ended up doing. At the time, I actually was going through a domestic violence situation with oh, a wow. with I'm a boyfriend, and I did the entire collection based on that based on that and all the garments were ripped they were wow. all black they were purple and like a mixture of black because i was just like mm -hmm. scratching at them and stuff and trying to make it like look super duper distressed and mm -hmm. super duper not put together and just made the colors like real dark and when i got to get that presentation my teacher was just like <laughs> i got an a it was like <laughs> you said emotion you said emotion and she was just like Wow. Like she couldn't believe mm -hmm. it, and it took me just a lot just to even want to put like to bring that out of me yeah. and to like take what I was feeling yeah. and to put that on a mood board or yeah. to put that into designs. And I was just like, this shit it's here. So intimate. When I telling. looked at it, I was like, bitch, you snap, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then some of the pieces were wearable and some of them some weren't wearable, wearable yeah. but it was like Yeezy before Yeezy because yeah. everything was like okay. the stress tour. It was yeah. long before that, and yeah. I was just like. Wow. Like but that really, was in there, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And I feel like when we do step outside of because you always hear designers are like, I'm inspired by Versace Spring 92. <laughs> right. And you're just like, how many times are we going to dig <laughs> back in the crates and look at these people that already done and did the same things who also right. got their inspiration mm -hmm. from somebody on their team who did in-depth research in another country? Because exactly. that's where that be coming from. You're mm -hmm. looking at these LV ponchos and braids and cornrows walking down the runway and it's like, Right, they got the Little. inspiration. Right, y'all gotta go and like dig deeper. Yeah. I had to do. Girl, they made us do one on fruit. I had. And man, was sugar cane. 
Wow. The whole collection, girl. Sugar cane. I just was like in house, just stripping glad I went to Jamaica. Yeah. And I just was like stripping them down. I was just that like, what the so hell dope. am I gonna do with this? Like, <laughs> but I figured it out. Like I really mm-hmm. did or whatever. And it was up and then that time one time they sent us to the art yeah. museum. And I just seen you know, a <laughs> it was a whole Fuck bunch of like museum. African heads or whatever. So I did one on black hair. Mm. So all the garments were like all the hair was like braided, like all the garments yes. were like braided and twisted and they were like Everything that I saw, that I really went back into like mm-hmm. African culture and like really was looking at like the way like their hair was yes. and different things. And I made a whole collection based off of that too. That's amazing. And that one was nice too, actually. Yeah. It was, but that one on sugar cane, girl. I snapped with that one. I was like, I don't even know what to do with this sugar cane. <laughs> but when it came to the end, I was just like, you really gotta like push, push yourself yes. to really think yes. outside the box. And I'm not gonna lie, I do think that that is some of the reason why some of us African American designers don't mm-hmm. get too. I say they don't get too far ahead. I just feel like we don't push the envelope enough. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not pushing the envelope enough. And then we are sometimes repeating what other people Mm -hmm. are doing. And we're doing, or we get too too stuck into custom. And we get too stuck into, well, my customer wants this, opposed to, Mm -hmm. like, you being the designer and Mm -hmm. advising your customer. And showing them what they want. Mm -hmm. Opposed to being like, well, I've seen this on such and such at the Grammys or whatever. And, like, you're recreating it and putting your spin on it exactly. which is like you trying to make your choice but it's never going to be yours whether you exactly. put your spin on it or you exactly. don't put your spin on it you got to go deeper Agreed. like and i think that we have to push ourselves to get deeper mm-hmm. into our like philosophies and deeper into our design and if i ask you what your brand is what is it mm-hmm. like what are what is your brand doing like what is your distinct characteristics yes. of your brand like yes. what is like Three, give me three adjectives that describes yes. your brand, which is what they used to push us to do at school. Mm-hmm. And I took a lot of that stuff, and I, in my consulting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I do that. And yes. I'm just like, so what is it? Love that. You know, and I just try to push them because, especially with newer designers, like mm-hmm. they got a thought, they want to be designers, but what what are you doing? Yeah, what are you, you don't have no here? physical training. Mm-hmm. You don't really know how to do the research, and I just feel like they just think like I'm gonna make this product, I'm gonna put it out there, I'm gonna make yeah. all this money. But yes. it's just like, how does it benefit yes. anyone? Like, what are you doing to, to yeah. create the culture? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the biggest part of this, that's why we here. Right. Let me just remind them to get on this live. Right. <laughs> like, because I got some people, too. You got to drop some gems. Yeah, right. I'm a, let's drop some gems. Designers, push yourselves. <laughs> please push yourselves. And please listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm about to go ahead and repost this so y'all can see. All right. Because I don't know if y'all listening right, right. now. Right. If they ain't listening, they gon' listen. I was going to get a little deep on y'all real right. quick. <laughs> that's what we got to do. That's y'all how we here. Pay attention, all right? right. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, this is a platform for us to push, mm-hmm. to talk, to discuss, to, you know, bring things to light and to really like, I mean, the whole point of the podcast is for the enhancement of the black designers, merchandisers, buyers, yes. stylists, models, yes. <laughs> whatever you want to do. It's just like enhance your skills. And sometimes I don't think, I mean, if we don't talk about it, it might not come up. Exactly. Like, you, might, you might not think about it. Like now you're going to have somebody in the back of the head and you're like, oh. Hmm. I didn't think to do I that. I didn't think to right. do that, and we didn't think to do that because we don't we don't talk about it enough. We don't discuss it enough. Yes, and something I was gonna say too, because mm-hmm. I know you started to say like you want people to get deeper, and I'm just like, what I'm noticing about a lot of um, you know brown black designers is that it's one of those things where, all right, can I get a little deep? You go real deep, girl. That's all what right. we're here for. We here. What I think a lot of it has to do with is that disconnect from our roots and our ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Um, because I kind of feel like 
well, not I kind of feel like. I definitely feel like that's what's missing. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where there's a lack of understanding for the fact that you come from all of this. So it's already within you. You just kind of have to tap into it. Right. But it's like, we so scared to like go off the ledge sometimes because it's like, oh, what's on the other side of this? I don't know, right. you know? Whereas like, I mean, this is a part of your culture. Just like the people that don't want to talk about like spirituality. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, we only gonna stick with religion. We're not gonna talk about spirituality. It's like, come on. Right. You can't talk about one without the other, clearly. Right. I asked somebody to tell me, you was one of those the other day. He's like, are oh, you one of those? Like, one of them meditating crystal people? I'm like, yep. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm meditating. Sure do. <laughs> Which is why I am unbothered. So unbothered <laughs> you, you might right wanna, now. You might want to get your Special crystal. Special grade what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you might want to get your crystal. I'm like, honestly, you might want to meditate. Charge up. Right, because you don't know what's happening in your life. Honestly. And <laughs> so that's how I one look at those. it, too. I was like, yeah, yeah, right. Excuse. Right. <laughs> that's how I look at it, too. And I'm just like, the more we start to connect again with that, I feel like that's when we'll really own it and it'll kind of become ours again because mm-hmm. all of this stuff historically is mm-hmm. ours. And I feel like you, you, you know? may even have, I don't know if they do it here, but like I, in my high school, we did history every year, world history, mm-hmm. U.S. history, blah, 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 but we never did black history. Like that wasn't a no. class. We It was an elective, mm-hmm. but unless you chose it, you mm-hmm. didn't have to take it. And you know, people weren't really like choosing it like too. that. People choosing cooking, fashion, yes, like, yes. and I could have chose fashion too, but I did not. I, did, I chose African-American history. And I love that class. And Mr. Butler was my teacher. He was, he was going the hell off up in there. He was to close his door, make sure that door was closed. Yes, <laughs> we had a teacher like Mr. that Mr. Butler was like, I'm gonna get y'all the real shit. Yeah. He used to close Shout that door. Shout out to Mr. Carey. Like, yo, he used to go in. And like, I'm about to make sure y'all understand what's going on. And if he even saw you in the hallway yes. and he even said the word nigga, he was going off. Mm-hmm. He's like, excuse, like he would, he would grab you by the back of your shirt. And be like, he come was, on in here. He like, let me let me have mm-hmm. a holler. Let me have a conversation with you because you ain't you, something wrong. Something missing. Like something and, you ain't catching it right now. And it's hilarious because I feel like that's also something that's missing. Like mm-hmm. um, in the school systems. I mean, yeah, they don't teach it. And I, you know what, I'm gonna be this person to say. I just honestly feel like that's also where a lot of failing is happening because the mm-hmm. school system is not set up for people that look like us to be doing not good. Not at all. I mean, it's just honestly a school to prison pipeline. They got the kids wearing uniforms. It's a bell that rings to tell them when to get up and when to go, and they gotta eat at this time. They gotta mm-hmm. sit down. No activity. Know this, know that, and um, I try to be that that teacher for my students. I don't know if I told you I teach high schoolers part time um, mm-hmm. at Harlem Children's Zone. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what I realize is that they have things so structured to where it's almost like, can they really get as creative as they should be getting? You know? Right. Because I even think back to when I was in middle school and. Um, some of my best friends, you know what I'm saying, um, my best guy friends would do things like scribble on the desk or on their um, notebook. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, the teacher would be like, that's vandalization, that's this and that, school property. Instead of being like, this boy need an art class. Right. Like, I, me, the way I'm thinking, like, I would be like. Like, policing them. Yeah. Like, opposed to like, expanding it on like, the creativity. Stop policing like, the culture. Like, exactly. I was reading a book too, it's called On Your Glows by Nathan Thomas, mm. Nathan Thomas. And she was talking about how much like, doodling and how even as adults we have to do some of those things they told us mm-hmm. not to do as a kid like it's okay mm-hmm. to daydream yes it's okay to daydream like it's okay <laughs> for you to doodle it's okay for you to be talk to yourself like all mm-hmm. these different things that they was like always like something was wrong with you like it's nothing wrong with talking to yourself and talking to yourself out loud you could think i'm crazy out loud. that's I want a sign to. of I can, intelligence I can, I can speak to mm-hmm. myself and, and like express my thoughts and take them out of my head exactly which is something that a lot of creatives like absolutely like need to do on a Regular basis, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, I was talking to myself the whole time I was walking. Like, yeah, walking through the airport. And I, was like, <laughs> I do it in the house, girl. People just you know? be talking. Like, that's how it happens. <laughs> what are your thoughts and like views on like black designers in the fashion industry? Um, mm-hmm. The ones that's trying to break through, but also the ones that are already in positions. Do you feel like they are pushing the culture forward, or do you feel like 
some of them is stagnant as some you feel like do it better than others. Yeah. I think <laughs> man, this topic, right? <laughs> it's so topic. problematic, yo. Like, it's a good topic. No, it's a great topic. Um and it needs to be talked about more. What I'm noticing, honestly, is that there are a lot of designers out there that are trying to push narratives and they're trying to get into spaces and do things, mm -hmm. but the spotlight is on the ones that aren't. And those are the ones who are getting those positions and getting in a room and being scared to open their mouth and say things. Yep. And I, think I just posted that on yes, my Probably the same, and I probably saw that from there and it's yeah. stuck in my, bra my brain. Yeah, I posted uh, Yeah. Like that we. we we too nervous or we just Once so we, that we yeah. got to the table that it's just like do I really want to shake the shit and up and we're not saying that. you're not saying that but it's like yeah. if you don't who will yeah you just if accepting you what they serving you and it's just yeah. like no fuck that flip the table over yeah. like you know I'm like that yeah that's why I, mean, that's why I work at 10 places I ain't got fire and quit <laughs> hello cause my ass be talking shit <laughs> all day long you know? I be talking shit and I do not let I'm nothing read fly you. like Hell I'm gonna read yeah. you bro. I had mm -hmm. to read somebody last week telling me uh <laughs> What she said, and this had nothing to do with work at all. But just the fact that she thought she could open up her mouth and say something, she said something about how she didn't know if this new hair color worked with my skin tone. And she was Asian. You better what? get your ass out my face real quick because the agency you, she thought she had to say that is like I was crazy. Like, mm. And then I, when I shut her, and I shut her down real mm. quick, I, and I got real black on her. I was like, yeah. girl. <laughs> Like I look good. Is you crazy? Is you crazy? I, said, I said you a whole lot. Like I got real ghetto on her. She's like I was just giving you my mm. opinion. Did I ask you for your opinion? But then gonna go home and look in the mirror and envision herself with the same type of situation happening. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we the biggest inspiration. Right. So. I don't know. So like cut the right shit. Skin. Yeah. Mm, lost your goddamn mind. Right. Who right. To? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was too funny. But yeah, I mean, I think in my opinion, is is that that's a lot mm. of what's happening, and I'm just like. It's, it's obvious that that's what's happening because we're still seeing firsts in 2019. Mm -hmm. It's like we should not still be seeing so many firsts that's happening when we it shouldn't. comes to the fashion industry, it comes to any art industry. And then at the same time, I also think something kind of needs to happen where I'm just waiting for this thing to happen where everybody understands that like it's, it starts with you. Right. It's like everybody always waits for a leader or a messiah to come save them and do things where it's just like get up off your ass and do whatever you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And also stop stop asking for approval. Right. Like just do and be and do what you're going to do with your art. You know what I'm saying? I'm like if all we're going to constantly do, yeah, I get funding is important. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. oh, you want to go to this company. You want to get into this job field. You want to learn these skills. Learn the skills. Take them shits and start your own Facts. thing for us. You know what I'm saying? And I, t and I, I feel yeah. like I say that so much. I was like, some of y'all need to go work for another company for like a week. You don't, because like, it don't yes. want to take a long time for you to absorb a lot of information right. either. Like no. I went and worked for a company girl for two to three weeks. I so, interned like, and picked it up. Out, yeah. done. Like I don't need that much time mm -hmm. to figure it out. Like mm -hmm. once I got it, I got it. Like I think I interned. I just interned at Cynthia Raleigh, girl. Yeah. For a week. Yes. And I figured out that whole little production process, and I was out the door. I was like, I'm not going to be coming in. Right. First of all, I ain't doing no internship. Why well, I ain't getting paid anyway? I'm in New York. I got real Oh, they would try to deals. tell you that's a real thing, right. too. Like, I ain't nah. never had to do that. Like, I did internships in undergrad, but this was, like, for my master's. And I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. And I was just like, that's you a must different. be crazy <laughs> as hell if you think I'm not finna get paid. So I went in there, and I did it, and I absorbed a whole bunch of information in mm -hmm. one week, girl, and I was out. They wouldn't even pay yeah. for my transportation. Wow. And I was like, oh, y'all really lost your mind now. I got to pay New York is like that. Oh, yeah. They like, oh, if you want it, you'll figure it out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the kind of attitude they got when it comes to stuff like that. So, so I want to actually, what you think about this? So I posted mm -hmm. up um, in style magazine put up a article about the 22 fashion brands designed by black men and women mm -hmm. you know for you to like look into mm -hmm. so I tagged all of them in it right right so one of the uh, comments that I got was very interesting to me and the guy mm -hmm. said some of these brands shouldn't be on here because their designer is black the company and brand all over it 
isn't as it is a white majority owned and also predominantly white hire, just a black face mm. to it, i.e. off-white. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, but that, you know, I, I ain't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I, I was like, was like I don't, but that's still an alkylate, the fact that it is a black face, yeah. you know, in the forefront and yeah. then like the rest of the company is probably white. Like? But then I'm like, is it? Like and I had and I didn't mm. really know and I was just when I responded to it I'm like start. I still want to acknowledge the, you know the, the, the designers that, that are designer, yeah. you know of that brand but it's still like huh what they doing here right what are they trying to do what, right like, what's happening and I was just like I didn't I didn't know what to think of it so I wanted to ask somebody else's opinion I mean <clears throat> he has I mean the commenter has a point when you really think about it because mm-hmm. it's like it's a black owned brand but it's not. Is it black? No, he's just a creative director, and okay. he's black. But he said everybody else is white. Okay, so then that's definitely not a black-owned brand. I mean, the concept and it's... That's what he said. They don't need to be on here. And yeah. I was like, oh. Okay, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's anyway. more that you did. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that list. It was good. Me. Yeah, because I checked it out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've been thinking about that now, and I'm just like, he has a point. Because it's like, if you're considering yourself a owner or a designer of this company this brand and it's yours and you're saying it's yours i mean is is it really yours if you don't have agency and like the i want to say like the ability to just kind of hire and fire as you please right because and i think that the, yeah. i think that guy that is a creative director for balmain i think he's black too yeah we know um, nobody in there yeah he might yeah. be the only black one the only one and i'm just like <laughs> when i see stuff like that it just makes me go hmm Interesting, right? Things that that's make you go, like, hmm. like, yeah, that, that's what made me go. Huh? I was like, <laughs> but you know, what, it's always it's always a bigger hand at play with this stuff, though, man. I'm telling you, it's just like people get where they're going, and it's like you got somebody in their ear that's like, kind of, oh, I help put you on, blah, blah blah. Like, just do me this favor of putting this person here and that person there, and I have a greater idea for this. And it's like a lot of times, puppet, puppet master. That's what I was thinking too. I was you know? like, they're in the sucking place, girl. That's what I'm saying. What movie is that? Get out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's that's exactly what I my uh-huh. immediately went to after I saw that comment mm-hmm. because I didn't even think about that at all. I was like, well, shit. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's like you just You're not right. go hand out these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, a lot of black people always try to make it seem like it's so far fetched to only hire black people. And I'm like, first of all, these white owned companies, these major brands and foreign companies, whatever, mm-hmm. nepotism is like one of the first words they learn. Right. Like they always go hand it out to somebody that look like them before Thanks. they hand it out to somebody that look like me and you. Thanks. So at the end of the day, it's like, what is this guilt we always have? We only looking within our own communities what is that why we always got to include everybody else and it's not just us doing things for us like i feel like that is a huge problem and i think i don't know why that i i don't get that i when i i got my first manager job when Mm -hmm. i was 23 and they no it wasn't my first manager job it was a little bit i was a little bit behind that like but i got my first store Mm -hmm. and they were opening up a store in a predominantly black neighborhood Mm -hmm. and i was from this neighborhood and this store chain is called akira chicago they have Mm -hmm. 17 plus stores so they gave. They told me I was gonna. I was gonna get the store, and mm-hmm. then I would need to start hiring my team. So I started yeah. hiring as I was working at another location, like still in manager training. Mm-hmm. And of course, I hired black staff because this is the first store that you guys have yeah. in a black community. Yeah. Every other store was like in white neighborhoods mm-hmm. and had all white people. And you have a token black person here and near it. Like you know, I go is this to, for me? Yeah. Oh, thank I go you. to one of the manager <laughs> meetings, and like I used to go to the manager meetings before mm-hmm. I got the store, and it was only like two of us black girls, and one of them she just. I wonder if she watched this. 
since I have out your mouth now. <laughs> I was just like, she wasn't really that black. Yeah, like she was just almost. And I yeah, like, I was like, I don't know. She's like, I don't give a damn, girl. You know you, you, you know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's okay, though. still love you, even if you're watching. Oh, it's Facebook. <laughs> but when I went and was talking to the district manager mm-hmm. after I had already done it, she mm-hmm. was just like, you need to hire a white girl. She told me. And what? she's like, you need, she need somebody to balance out the team. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, because I hired a black girl because we hired, like, stylists. Like, mm-hmm. you had to have, like, a certain edge because it wasn't like they would not let them have, like, the customers hold clothes in the store. And mm-hmm. if a customer picked that one thing, it was your job to find three other things that either looked like it or they would go with it. It, was like, back real, to Nordstrom it was like real aggressive selling. <laughs> like it real like we're not mm-hmm. salespeople, we are stylists. Yes. And we're gonna put your yes. look together. So I had like the the rock black girl. Then I yeah. had like the real like bougie black girl. So I was like oh, I, I had it. somebody to cater to each Cause other. Because like, we're so diverse. We're so diverse. <laughs> so I had a black girl. Of course I had like the gay black dude. Like mm-hmm. I had them all. So mm-hmm. I had it strategically in my mind is like yes. I got somebody who like that rocker look. I got somebody who does like right. more like angelic. And I had somebody for each type of girl yeah. that I knew would come in that store. Yes. And I was like, ain't no white girls coming in here. <laughs> and the white girls that do come in here, if they're from here in this area, mm-hmm. they is gonna fall into one of these categories. Yeah. So in my mind, it makes sense. I'm like, well, why do I need that? You knew the um the demographic. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. I know the demographic or whatever, but the owners, they did not think for nothing that the store was going to make no money. That's crazy. They was just like, what the hell did we do? We signed this lease. Like, they was like super nervous at first. Mm-hmm. Mind you, all the owners are Asian. So, and then all the district managers were white. Yeah. So then you got me, this black girl uh, who just came through the door. They didn't gave me a doggone store and I didn't hire the whole black staff. <laughs> all the cashiers was black. All the stock people was yes. black. <laughs> Everybody was like either from the neighborhood yes. or I knew them previously or something mm-hmm. like that. But I did hire people that I knew. But yes. I work in the fashion where I went to fashion school. So I know a lot of people who's already mm-hmm. good at styling mm-hmm. who are styling. Okay. So it just made fucking sense for you me. Knew, like, yeah. It made perfect sense to me. And girl, we was number one in the company for wow. seven months straight, and they could not stand my black ass. Of course not. Me. At that point, I was, it was like I was talking mm-mm. so much shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I had one time I even got like I made a T-shirt for mm-hmm. one of the manager meetings. They said HPD number one. Like can't stop, won't stop. Right. So I walked into the manager meeting like. Like, you so, like take that, take yeah, that, yeah, take that, take that, take that, and the owners were just so happy. And I'm like, but that's what y'all get. But like, I know what I'm doing, right? Like, and the, the one thing I did, like, they gave us like that freedom to like do whatever we wanted to do. If I needed mm-hmm. to, run, if it was a Monday or Tuesday, yeah. and I wasn't gonna make the sales yeah. call, girl, the liquor store right next door to us, I would go there get drinks and stuff like that. But like, oh, it's fifty percent off, mm-hmm. and they would let us uh, negotiate. So like, we well, could do whatever you want, long as you made your store. sales go, yep. right? Long as you made your sales go, Aggressive. and you hit all your sales go, and you didn't go over your hours allocated, you had to send somebody mm-hmm. home. And do something. You want to throw a party in the store? If you want to throw up a promotion, we had our own Instagram page, like yes. Hyde Park Instagram. Yes. Okay, like everything was separate. I'm like, That's so I, I can't be playing with y'all over here. Yeah, like, that reminds like, me so much of Nordstrom. Wow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I enjoyed, it and I was so happy. And I was just like, don't ever doubt me. Like I know what I'm doing. Like, and I, but I was, yeah, I was, and I was the youngest one too. Mm-hmm. I was 22. Like I was fresh. You was hungry. I was hungry, and I, I, I remember one time I went like. When the store first opened, we opened on Black Friday too, girl. And we mm. had one damn register. That's how much they didn't believe in us. But they damn, gave us one they fucking did register like that? on Black Friday <clears throat> and the line was out the door. We was busy nonstop That's the crazy. whole day. And I'm like, can I get my other registers now? Yes, <laughs> like, let's go. That's deep. And it came, and I was like, and I was just so happy. And I'm like, you see, don't, 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 don't do that. Cause we had this. Don't, under, don't, don't underestimate, underestimate me. Yes. Like, don't underestimate me. I know what I'm doing. I know. And I, and 
We killed that shit. All of us. <laughs> I mean, the doubt only comes in when somebody who's like kind of looking at you like, mm, I don't know yeah. if you can do this. I don't know. You don't really look like me. You don't really have the mm-hmm. same experience as me. But it's I, like, baby girl, I'm self-taught and I'm still going to do it. At, at the end of the day, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, they they get so nervous when all of us are in the space together because they know what we're capable and we of. And we only play rap. Exactly. Girl, we was in there playing you Future. You and really just... Drake. Like, <laughs> I only play... I had, we had Future Pandora. We had Drake Pandora. We had Beyond, like, the music. I only played black music in there. They all, it, I had it loud. And it was loud as shit. Yeah. So you come she in there. It, it felt like a club. They're like, what the fuck is going on in here? So they come just, in and just I be like... Knew, but I knew what I was doing. Like, it mm-hmm. made perfect sense to me. Like, I knew exactly course, what I was yeah. doing. And... Um, we weren't too far from like your local neighborhood strip club mm. and it was like a thing on like Monday and Tuesday night that people would go to the strip club it's a culture the girls come in looking for their Jeffrey Candy yes. shoes their yes. leggings their crop tops and we were selling the shit out of those so mm-hmm. I was going to pull from other stores like if they wasn't selling the leggings and we yeah. just couldn't we could not keep them in stock mm-hmm. we could not keep them in I used to go to other stores okay. and I would ask my grandma can I borrow her car because I wasn't even driving wow. I would move around the corner from the store so that I would be closed and I'm like Granny, I need to go to the north side I need to go to Indiana mm-hmm. and I need to move around and get all this stuff because I know they ain't selling it because I can mm-hmm. check I can see your sales. <laughs> you can look at everybody's sales. Yeah, and you see the numbers. That's I can see right. everybody's numbers mm-hmm. in the store. And I would mm-hmm. take it. I was like, Granny, I can see your car. I'm about to go. And I'm about to pull. So I'm about to make sure my store is completely stocked so I can keep my numbers. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. was also like very like proactive too. Right. Probably could stand my ass. <laughs> they couldn't stand me. That's they like right. this little black bitch here. That's right. Get her out of here. When is she done? Yes, I don't care. Yeah. That's how they do it. What like what designers do you admire in mm-hmm. the industry? Like what who do you like? Like, if you had to, like, you know what? I, I like them. I mess with them real hard. I love everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I look more at sort of, like, the longevity mm-hmm. and then the hunger. Um, so some of the women I admire in the industry, um, April Walker. I don't know if you're familiar with April, April Walker. Walker. Um, she's a walk-aware brand. I think that was, like, bigger a lot in, like, the 90s, that kind of thing. Walk-aware um, brand. Mm-hmm. She had, like, kind of yeah. dressed like Biggie and all of them at some point. It's, like, a I couple of them. I know who yeah. you're talking about. And okay. I think she also had a hand in Triple Five Soul. That was, like, something that was big, I think, in, like, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. But as a woman, I just admire her business mind, um, her entrepreneurship, just her hunger and her drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Fee Noel, I think she just finished I up the... I love her. Yeah, her like stuff her. is amazing. So dope. This she, Michelle Obama just wore that orange thing, right? Yeah. I was like, you better slip. Yes, sis. yes. I was like, I love this. Yes. I think she changed the name of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, girl, that's exactly. I, I showed a comment on that show. Should we change the name of this top? I'm like, yep, change it to the yes. Michelle top. Yes, the Michelle top. <laughs> give, it to Michelle it. top. Just give it to her. But I love that too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's so many other designers out there that I'm just kind of like getting more and more familiar with, and it's mm-hmm. just getting me excited. Um, I know there's another designer. I think she's a lingerie designer because at some point I think I'm going to do a lingerie line. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking in terms of that. And I just have inspiration and I'm just like always looking at us and what we're doing because there's so many of us out so there, dope. but the eye isn't on us. You know what I mean? So people don't even know we exist. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? So it's one of the girls in the yeah. group as she's doing lingerie line too. Yeah. Yep. yep. I got to look at her. Yeah. I'm helping her That's with dope. it too. Like some of the patterns and stuff yeah. like that. But she's doing one too. And she's been working on it for a while. She was a design yeah. school with me um, in Chicago. Yeah. She moved out here and stuff, and she's okay. working on it. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of swimwear people in that group too. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of a lot swimwear. Of swimwear. <laughs> I did actually. I did one uh, swimwear thing. I did like a collaboration mm-hmm. with um, Tiana Biggie's daughter oh, nice. for her, her. Yeah, her boutique Notorious. Mm-hmm. Um, she reached out to me, and we did sort of like a brief 
I think it was just like a quick sort of like um, limited time only offer where it was like 15 swimsuits. Gotcha. Um, and the concept was so cute. Oh my gosh. And they sold like crazy. And I just remember thinking in my mind, like, this is my first time doing swimsuits. Like, this mm -hmm. is crazy. Like, yeah. and then for it to be that, I was just so sort of like, every time I try to do things, I try to push myself. So mm -hmm. I'm just always looking for that next thing. I'm just like, I could do this. Well, maybe I can't. I don't know. Let's see. Like, <laughs> I was supposed to do a fashion show in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was busy and waited till the last minute. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to do a vacation line. Mm -hmm. And I did swimwear. Mm -hmm. And I did a, a piece of lingerie to match each piece of Ooh. swimwear. So I'm like, they be on the beach all day. Yes. Like, and they swimsuit. And then night time they could be turned up with bay like in their mm -hmm, lingerie in their mm -hmm. room and i did that collective girl no lie like three days like i just put all the little looks together yo and we can do anything <laughs> when, when it's down to the white like yo, yo my name's already on yo, the fly i can't pull yo. out of this that <laughs> contract the ink is dry it's done you're you gonna have to go ahead and sew girl we're sewing all day had the sewing machine all with us be backstage <laughs> backstage at the sewing machine like Listen, Wait, am I going? Is my we last right? Listen, okay, right, 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 right. I'm telling you, I was sitting in that chair so long, half of the, this cheek is numb. You mm -hmm. gotta get up and switch and position, and right. people don't really understand. <laughs> I think the labor that goes into that type of work, and that's why mm -hmm. I really admire, because um, you you know that there's now there's designers who are just designers and they don't sew, mm -hmm. and to me that's like wow. Yeah, learn your craft. Wow. I get some <laughs> I get some of them because they see it more for like the money financial yeah. side. But for me, like especially like that's my, but that is my clientele. That's why I started the business. <laughs> that is my clientele. That makes sense. That's yeah. my clientele though. Like because they have an idea but like they don't know how to mm -hmm. sew. So mm -hmm. I'm all here for it. But yeah. I educate in the same process. Like, I am a consultant but I'm also a mentor. And I'm like I'm not going to always be mm -hmm. the one doing this for you. So when you go and you start working with manufacturers yeah. you're going to need to know the difference between like a flat fail seam and like a French seam or mm -hmm. like if you want a narrow road with him or if you want like a cross stitch and this is like they you do have to educate yourself and yes. you do have to learn certain things. So I'm always it's just like I'm, I'm teaching the whole time yes. like the whole time I've consulted I'm teaching and I'm, they're starting to recognize it but mm -hmm. I can tell like from the people that I work with where their vocabulary was when we first started yeah. and what they recognize and what they don't and what they do yeah. know now so I'm just like they that's so dope. They get in I love there. that. I'm like, love they that. Get in you teaching. So, I'm yes. teaching. That's my form of teaching, yes. girl. Because I, I apply for fashion <clears throat> industries. I apply for FYC. Yeah. My prices don't like want to hire me. So mm. I teach all my. We're gonna talk about that offline. Yeah. I got some ideas. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna pop right on in and just start our own school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, like I got some ideas. <laughs> I got some ideas. We gonna start our own school since so y'all want to give me no teacher job. That's exactly. That it. is fine. What they say? I got this meme. I love it. It's um. If they won't let you play, go buy your own court. Oh, go buy your own ball and build your own court. Bam. That's it right yep. there. That's how I look at it. So, you know. That's a fact. So, I just got a few more. I just want to mm -hmm. know, like, what your goals are, like, for your brand and that program. And, like, will you just, like, see it going? And if, mm -hmm. for you, you're going to stick with, like, doing, like, custom or you're going to, like, shift all the way into collection? Yeah. Um, I love custom. And as much as I do, I also know that um, I'm going to eventually have to shift into collection mm -hmm. and shift into sort of manufacturing on a larger scale and mm -hmm. I'm okay with that I mean it took me a while to be okay with that because you know when you start off as just like oh I want this to just be one of one and a creation where I can but at the same time it's like when enough people love it I mean give it to them in different colors give it to them in different pattern cuts whatever right. why not you know what I mean like grow like grow the brand growth is okay it's, it's healthy it's positive it's a good thing right. so I've kind of stepped outside of that now and I'm like all right well I know for a fact I'm gonna transition to that but at the same time I'm gonna allow clients to book you know very expensive uh, you know appointments with me to do yeah, custom of course. <laughs> but you should because i know and then but you could do it on that wider scale too because i know yeah. like but it's way it's, it should be way more expensive than what we're charging 
I had this conversation. It should be way more. Oh, because, like, my like, God. I'm so Christian glad you Seriano, said that. Christian Seriano. Mm-hmm, he got mm-hmm, a collection mm-hmm. all the other stuff. He made that dress for Cardi B for that diamond ball mm-hmm. yesterday. That's That dress was 10 grand. Like, come on. <laughs> We're not charging enough. I think that now the girls, like, because I've been, I've been bringing some of them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking. We talked about, actually, last episode was all about custom clothing. Yeah. And we were talking about pricing and how we strategize and stuff like that. And one of the girls said she realized after talking to me that she was charging stuff. Like, girl, you're charging too long. Like, that's yeah. just, that's a, you got to charge oh for gosh, everything. Yes. And she brought up this point. She said that some, it was something that Picasso did. Like, he was doodling on a napkin or something mm-hmm. like that. And then he was about to throw the napkin away. And the lady asked him, could she have it? And he said, no, you can have it for, I think he said some crazy amount of money. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can have it for $20,000. And then she's like, why? Well, you just did that in five minutes. But I didn't learn how to sew in five minutes. I didn't learn how to pattern make in five minutes. I got fucking student loans out the, wa- out the ass. Come on. The fact that I can Come make on. a dress in an hour is because it took me a long time to get that. Yes. I didn't wake up one day and be able to yes. make a dress in one night. So we are always priced. We don't price them based off of just like the mm-hmm. time it takes to do something. But this is a skill set mm-hmm. that I had to learn, whether mm-hmm. I had to perfect it myself or whether I had to pay to learn how to do it. So why would I be giving it to you for nothing? This just is my because, return on just investment. Just because I could do it quickly. Yes. yes, I could do a lot of stuff quickly. Yes. I could do a whole collection in a night. But it, that, okay. that don't mean nothing. Okay. <laughs> So I was just like, I agree. come on, Picasso. <laughs> yes, that's real. And I, That's real, though. Like I, I remember saying the same thing, and I kind of just, when people come to me, I'm just always, I'm, I asked the what's your budget question. You said what? Don't ask somebody what they budget is. Oh, my gosh. I learned to stop doing that so quick because I'm like, people that. will be like $10. Like, yep. listen. Yep. <laughs> and my thing is I, I would get so frustrated when I first, first started because mm-hmm. I remember sitting there learning how to sew um, by hand, and you know what I mean? frustrated. And fingers <laughs> all poked up and bloody. My yep. back is sore, it's cramping up. I'm like, I'm sitting in one position for hours doing a denim skirt. Right. And I'm like, then I wear it and it's like, oh, that's cute. I want one, I want one, I want one. But it's like, nobody saw what happened when to I was doing this. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, you just see this pretty finished product. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, people don't care. Nope. But it's one of those things where it's like, you you need to care. And, you, and they can't <laughs> tell you nothing. One of the girls told us last week that, uh, she, one of her dresses had went viral or something mm-hmm. like that. And another girl reached out to her and was just like, yeah, um, I really want this dress. I'm willing to pay $200 for it. Not, hi, how you doing? I love this dress. What's the price for it? I'm willing to pay $200. Oh and you'd be willing gosh. to go buy something off the rack, too, because like, I ain't going to make it for it. Sis, just go to Fashion Nova and leave me. Please, leave me. Like, come I'm on now. I'm willing to pay $200 for it. Like, what? They talking about some preach diet. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's crazy. It's like we really just sit here and then it's one of those things where people don't care to the point where like, this is my dream. This is my passion, right? Right. And at first when I started, granted, no, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm just going to make me millions and billions of dollars. But once I realized that I have a rare talent here. Like, you don't have that many people out there that's sitting at a machine, going to the fabric store, sourcing fabric, cutting, grading. And you gotta have fabric knowledge too. Like you gotta know, cause you gotta know what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. Because and then the ones that don't design, that's what they jack up at. Yeah. Cause some of the ones I've had, I ain't gonna say her name. No, no, yeah. But she, she made a dress and 
it was a beaded dress. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was mesh beaded, and the liner she put in was some polyester bullshit. It was oh, too shit. heavy, and when you don't have fabric, now it's like now I look right at it and be like, you should use a stretch silk. So I mm-hmm. and, just know. and I knew, you and I knew, know. but I knew why the dress was so crooked. I'm like, mm-hmm. first of all, it's weighing it down, and then it the craftsmanship was just awful, and then mm-hmm. it had a plastic zipper in it too, girl. And I was just like, you don't put no zipper in no. Like it was hanging. Mm-hmm. I was just like. Why would you do that? No. You know? No. And I'm like, it didn't Mm-mm. make any sense to me. Mm-mm. And I'm like, don't ever do that. Um, right. We got Ty remaining on the live, too. Like, live gives you a time. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think you could do it more than an hour. Okay. Oh. Uh, we're supposed to be at an hour anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Dio, we're going to wrap it up anyway. So you can tell the people where to reach you and how to get in contact with you. And then yes. we'll also put it in the show notes. But go ahead and just okay. throw out your plug in there. So <laughs> just once again, my name is Mahdia. People call me Dia. Um... And, you know, my brand is Mathia LLC right now at the moment. Um, not sure about name change, but that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at Mahdia.co. Um, that is my business page. I do have a personal page, but I'll lead you to business first. Uh, <laughs> and then I also um, am on Facebook. Um, and then I'm also online. I have a website where just, you know, a few simple shots of my portfolio, which I'm looking to update soon. But it's just um, Mahdia.co. So if you go to www.mahdia.co, you can see me there. Um, and I'm always posting on Instagram. Uh, I just released a sportswear line where I'm kind of still working out the kinks with that in terms of screen printing and getting things done because I'm always about learning how to do the actual thing that I need to do before I just go off and pay the next I man to go do, do it. I do that too. I took screen printing. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm about to do this workshop and get this out because I need to get these orders out so ASAP. Um, so I'm doing that and then I'm looking to kind of like work on a few other things coming up. I'm not going to give y'all too much because the ink ain't dry yet. You know, you can't be, you know, but it's coming. It's coming. coming. Just watch. All right. (laughs) So you guys, this episode will actually be up on Wednesday, probably Tuesday night. And I hope you guys all enjoyed it and, uh, stay black. Peace out. Peace.